The Trumpet Daily Program begins right now. Today's world news, what it means, where it's taking us. I bring you the one and only possible message of royal peace. This is a message of hope, tremendous hope. And he said unto me, you must prophesy again. The Trumpet Daily Program begins right now. You know, I know, uh, I know real power when I see it, the Divine Nine. We're honored to have presidents, all the presidents here tonight. I want to thank you. For the, and by the way, you know, I'm not, I, I, I may be a white boy, but I'm not stupid. <laughs> I know where the power is. I know where the power, you think I'm joking. I learned a long time ago about the Divine Nine. That's why I spent so much time at Delaware State campaign and organizing my campaign in Delaware. You know, uh, I know most of those songs for a simple reason. As my buddy from Delaware can tell you, when you're involved in the civil rights movement as a kid in high school, I used to go down to the black church. I go to 7.30 mass. I'm a practicing Catholic. Then I go to 10 o'clock. And then we sit and plan what we're going to do in terms of decent. You think I'm joking. I'm not. In the coming months, we expect to provide around $10 billion in additional economic support for Ukraine. Let me make clear, the United States um, and the allies, uh, our support for Ukraine will be lasting and is unconditional. If they do not support Ukraine, they will uh, lose NATO. They will lose uh, the clout of the United States. They will lose the leadership position that they are joining in the world. Ultimately, the people closest to Putin, those who have to deal with him, those who he's keeping at the end of 40-foot tables while he <laughs> issues bizarre orders, they're the ones who need to act. They need to act for the good of Russia. They need to stop him. But his behavior is dangerous, and it's dangerous to the future of Russia. So my hope is that the people who are watching him, those who get close enough to see in person his behavior, which is so erratic, that they can try to prevent him from doing things that will not only be tragic uh, for Ukraine, but tragic for Russia, too. 2024, who's pumped up for the election? All right. Rap rapid fire. Who's your man? Who's your woman? My man, Donald Trump. Donald Trump. Donald Trump. Christy, no. Christy, no. Who's your man? Trump. Or woman? Trump. Trump. A lot of Trump fans. Trump and Nikki Haley. And Nikki Haley. Donald Trump and Nikki Haley. All right, so far, a lot of Donald Trump. <laughs> There's your clips for the day. And why not? We're about to uh, head off on our camp out tomorrow. So uh, you get a pretty good, uh, a pretty good uh, taste of uh, what's happening. Hillary Clinton there calling for Vladimir Putin's closest advisors to take him out. <laughs> Get to assassinate Vladimir for the good of Russia, for the good of Ukraine, for the good of the whole world. And then, of course, Joseph Biden, the fake president, he's there lying about his history with the civil rights movement. It's been thoroughly debunked over and over again. Can you imagine if Donald Trump just if he was still in office and he continued with a lie that bold and audacious? 
He, he continues. The fake president does. He gets away with it. That's right. That's right. And then the money that we're just pouring into Ukraine. Tens of billions of dollars. Janet Yellen making a surprise visit to Kiev. Biden was just there, right? Giving a half billion. Now she gives another 1.25 billion. Promises 10 billion after that. I mean, we're up to 120 some billion now. And how much, how much is Europe given collectively? All of Europe together, they've given something like $10 billion. Like 8 or 9% of what the United States has poured into Ukraine. They must be laughing behind closed doors as we empty out our treasury, we empty out our, all of our military stockpile, everything. Send it over to Ukraine. Why not? Why not? I mean, Vladimir, forget about this story of China, the China virus, you know, and the fact that China, the lab now, is responsible for 7 million people dying because of the COVID. But China, you listen to Joe Biden, listen to his history. China's his friend. China's his ally. China can murder 7 million people. No, with the help of Fauci and Collins, by the way. That's, that's totally fine. But Putin, we've got we've to assassinate him. So I just hope, says Hillary Clinton, I hope somebody close to him takes him out. That's what, that's, I guess that's what we're aiming for. Regime change in Moscow. What a world. What a world we're living in in these last days. You're listening to Stephen Flurry, and this is the Trumpet Daily. We appreciate you joining us on today's show. For today's show, you can get to our uh, live stream of this presentation at our website. That's thetrumpet.com. Just go to thetrumpet.com, or more simply, you can just type in Trumpet Daily. TrumpetDaily.com takes you right to the TD page. And you get, a, you get a banner there every weekday morning at 11 a.m. so that you can watch the show live. Or if you choose to watch it on demand, you can get to it at that same URL, trumpetdaily.com. Lots to get to on today's show. We've already covered a lot of ground with that cold open. So, so many subjects that we could begin with. We'll start with Ukraine, since that's the only cause in this world that matters. Judging by what you hear coming out from leaders in Europe, in the United States, this is from the New York Post on companies now that are lining up. I mean, hey, if there's tens of billions of dollars over there, of course, the, the companies here in the U.S. would be lining up already to rebuild Ukraine. It says here, Wall Street has its eyes set on Ukraine. Wow, everybody's benefiting from this, including the Biden crime family. They all benefit. How much of that money comes back to the pockets of major politicians in the United States? Tens of billions of dollars going to, as Tucker's been saying this week, Zelensky and his wife. It says here, the world's largest money management from BlackRock continues to hold high-level meetings with the government, including President Zelensky. J.P. Morgan recently had bankers on the ground scoping the situation as they dodged Russian miss missiles, I'm told. It says the country is ripe for massive private U.S. investment to rebuild infrastructure destroyed in its conflict with Vladimir Putin. You're, you're paying for this. You'll be paying for this. Because this is, this is funded by U.S. taxpayers, more than 90% of it. Not just the war effort, but, but to keep Ukraine and its economy afloat and to rebuild. Now, to rebuild Ukraine as well. 
U.S. taxpayer dollars are going to be poured into Ukraine. They're going to be given over, I mean, just as much as is possible to Zelensky and his wife. And then they'll use some of it, the sum, the sum that they don't put toward their own, their own private affairs. They'll put toward rebuilding Kiev and other cities. And then, of course, U.S. companies will benefit from that as well. Everyone benefits except for, of course, the U.S. taxpayer. But everybody else. I mean, this is like a cash cow. No money for Palestine. No money for the southern border. Everything goes to Ukraine. Vladimir Putin is the only, the only dangerous man on earth. Everybody else, I mean, everybody else, like, they're like saints, but not Putin. Putin, says Hillary Clinton, I hope someone at the end of the 40-foot 40, the 40 table, I hope someone will take him out. That's Hillary Clinton. Words of wisdom from Hillary Clinton. It says the country is ripe for massive private U.S. investment. It says Zelensky is a rock star in the American media. The country is valiantly fighting off a foreign invader. The people are educated and resilient, which means returns could be as good uh, there as any place on the planet. Banker Talk has a private investment fund at beginning 20, at between 20 billion and 100 billion at some point in the future. Wow. I mean, this is a, quite the money-making uh, venture for sure. And everyone's on board with it. Everyone's following the fake president's lead, of course. Justin Trudeau, he loves Ukraine. He's got a lot of support for Ukraine as well. I mentioned this story coming out from Canada in recent days. This, uh, this uh, report saying that the Chinese, the Chinese were responsible for, well, they manipulated the election system in Canada just a year or two ago. This is from the Globe and Mail. It says, Justin Trudeau is ruling out a public inquiry to examine China's interference in Canada's democracy and once again insisted that Beijing, the, that Beijing directed influence activities did not affect the outcome of the 2019 and 21 elections. No, so we're not going to investigate it. We're not even going to go there. It's, kind of, it's, it's the same approach that we took with the, the Wuhan lab. We're not even going to look into it. Fauci was, I mean, he was certain. He was absolutely certain that it came from animals. Bill Gates, he was right there with him. Play that clip from Bill Gates. Is that clip three? Clip three. There you go. It's quite clear in this case that it came across through animals. Mm -hmm. And almost all our diseases, like HIV, crossed over from chimpanzees in Africa quite some time ago. Ebola came from bats. Uh, this also, uh, with one step in between, came uh, from bats. So it's going to keep happening, particularly with climate change. It's quite clear, says the billionaire. He knows. Of course he knows. That was less than a year ago. And now you've got the big reveal from the Wall Street Journal exposing China, exposing the lab, proving Donald Trump was right. One of the shows last night, it might even be embedded into one of my clips, but one of the shows played a, a clip from Trump back in April of 2020 when the press, like rabid dogs, we're saying, why do you call it the China virus? How do you, have, you seen, have you seen any evidence that it came from the lab? And Trump, to his credit, said, yes, I have. How did he know? How did he know in the first month or two into the pandemic that it came from the lab? How come Fauci didn't tell us this? Only Donald Trump. And then here goes the Fox and Friends news reporter into that, that diner, by the way, is in Florida. 
And I'm sure he was hoping for a lot of DeSantis love. Instead, he gets all of these people in the diner saying, my vote is for Trump. I'm going to vote for Trump. I'll take Trump and maybe this other person as a VP. Trump, 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 Trump. And Fox News is blotting him out. Even as they report live from a diner in Florida, there's some serious and, and deep abiding love for Donald Trump. It's still there. As much as Rupert Murdoch wants to blot it out, don't cover Donald Trump. Certainly don't cover him when he goes to Palestine. And we've got to kind of play along with the popular narrative that's out there on, uh, on Palestine. Everything's fine. Move on. Because tr- Trump's the only one that showed up and did anything. Everyone else, is, they're already gone. The EPA's gone. They're, they're out. There's not one cent for Palestine. And the few that are covering it, they're talking to business owners there saying, yeah, it, it's dead. Nobody's coming here. It's, it's going to be a ghost town. That's what, uh, that's what that rail, railway station, that company, Norfolk Southern, and then, of course, the Biden administration, Joe Obama and his people, that, that's how little they care about just ordinary Americans. Put, put the illegals in five-star hotels, give tens of billions to Zelensky and his wife, and, and nothing then left over for ordinary Americans. Back to this Canadian story. Mr. Trudeau sidestepped questions Friday on whether he would declassify CSIS documents that show the extent of a broad strategy by China to interfere in the two elections. The, the broad strategy by China to interfere in order to get Trudeau in there again. I mean, this is a serious story, right? And Trudeau's response, I'm not going to release that information and we're not going to have an investigation, you see? It's kind of like the January 6th footage. We, we want to control the narrative. You don't need to see that video. You don't need to see anything. All you need to do is accept, is accept Justin Trudeau's word as he, as he, uh, as he channels his, uh, some would say, his late father from Cuba. Unbelievable. The, the, this kind of thing is happening in Western nations. Western nations. Listen to, he's asked about, you know, releasing this, uh, this C- CSIS uh, document and, and maybe getting to the bottom of this, you know, Chinese meddling in Canadian elections. And listen to his reaction to a reporter just asking a, 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 a very basic question, clip four. Are you saying that they didn't warn you or were you warned and you chose to dismiss it for those reasons? Uh, Just wanted some clarification. Once again, one of the things we've seen, unfortunately, over the past years is a rise um, in uh, anti-Asian racism linked to the pandemic. Of course, racism. You're a racist. Don't bring up China. If you bring up China... They said this to Trump in 2020. If you call it the China virus, you're racist. If you say it came from the Wuhan lab, you're a racist. Look, it came from animals. Bill Gates said so. Trudeau said when he, he tweeted out that clip I just played for you. And Trudeau wrote with the clip, In this clip, a reporter asked me if CSIS warned my government about Chinese interference in our election. I answered the only way I know how by calling her a racist. What? 
That's the only way he knows how to answer that question. What about the election? What about meddling in the election? What about Chinese interference in the election? Is that a story that maybe we should look into? What about the CSIS report? Could we see that so that we know the extent of it? No, 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 no. I answered the only way that I know how to answer. Racist! Of course. Of course. We've, we've certainly seen that approach so many times before. It's like one of our titles the other day. What is it? Chapter 437 now of the you're a racist argument. Can't even, you can't even consider what's in the CSIS report. Can't even consider it. Look, we've got to be careful for any of this anti-Asian rhetoric. So China's good. Here, here, follow along, if you will. And get a notepad. Write this down. China, good. Communists in China, good. Uh, Xi Jinping, good. Nothing, nothing to worry about there. Putin! Somebody's got to assassinate him. Somebody's got to take him out. This is their thinking. It's so irrational. It's, it's like a, 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 an alternate universe that these people are living in. No wonder they don't want footage or reports released. They don't want the truth to get out there. What about this story? The Wall Street Journal now joining with the FBI that, yeah, it came from the lab. It came from the lab? Tony Fauci said over and again it came from an animal. Well, now we know. Listen to this from Tucker's show uh, last night and then following his comment, you hear this again. Uh, another question coming from a reporter that the spokesperson just, just totally uh, dismisses. Clip five. Now that we know China unleashed COVID on the world, intentionally or not, and then lied about it for sure, and then put, hid life-saving genetic information about the virus from the scientists who are trying to respond to COVID. Now we know all of that. Does Joe Biden still consider Vladimir Putin, he's so bad, the greatest threat to world peace and stability? Yeah, Ambassador Burns said this morning, uh, the Ambassador of China, that uh, China's going to have to be more honest about what happened three years ago uh, in Wuhan for you to continue working together uh, productively. Um, do you have any comment on that? Anything to add to that? I mean, is there anything specifically you're doing other than just continuing to ask China to be more transparent? Because obviously they're not doing that. <laughs> is there anything you're doing? Okay, you're asking China to be transparent, to tell the truth. They unleashed. COVID on the world, COVID killed 7 million people, and China, China lied about it. Is there anything more you're going to do besides say, hey, we'd like for you to be more transparent? In other words, you haven't done a thing. I mean, as far as menaces are concerned, here's one that might be worth confronting, yeah? China? This biological weapon? Bio-warfare? Unleashed it on the world, lied about it, and now we see how many experts in the West were lying about it as well, and Tucker had a fair bit to say about that in his monologue last night. We did, of course, yesterday on the show as well, but here's a bit from Tucker, clip 10. From the beginning of the outbreak, the American media, as one, took the side of the Chinese government in this new propaganda war over COVID. And Trump, once again, to his credit, knew. He knew exactly where this came from. He didn't say so directly. He should have. But instead, he alluded to it. He called COVID the China virus. And when he did that, 
He was over the target, so the Chinese government attacked him. They've learned a thing or two from watching American politics as a, quote, racist. They attacked him as a racist. China did that. Of course, all of Trump's critics, and there's plenty of them, they called him a racist for just calling it the China virus. You can't name it after where it came from, not in this case. I mean, with a lot of other diseases, that's fine, no problem. If it's some obscure place in Africa, call, call it by its name, fine. But not China. We're not to confront China. China has 1.4 billion people. China has a big market that we in the West, we want to get into. China has a lot of money that we want to line our pockets with, says the Biden crime family. So don't go after China. The, here's a case. Tucker, <laughs> Tucker makes a good point. The media, the media sided with the CCP. What does that tell you about the Western media today? What does that tell you about the talking heads here in America? They, they sided with the CCP over Donald Trump. Listen to clip 11. It's, it's almost too unpleasant to bring you the story because the wall of dishonesty was impenetrable at that point three years ago. The one thing we needed to know, where did this come from, was the one thing they wouldn't let you even consider. In fact, if you did, you would be unpersoned. Facebook banned any user who suggested the virus was man-made because, and we're quoting, the science was settled. Well, it's not settled at all. There was no science. We didn't know anything. As NPR reported, quote, scientists debunk lab accident theory of pandemic emergence. Really, on what basis? They had no evidence to, quote, debunk it. But that didn't stop Vox from, quote, reporting, and we're quoting now, no, coronavirus did not start in a Chinese lab. They had no idea. They were just flat out shilling for the Chinese government and hiding its complicity in mass murder. What? And then a woman called Laura Helmuth, the diversity hire now running the once but no longer respected publication Scientific American, said, quote, it's a conspiracy theory to believe a lab leak had occurred. But it did. That's the thing. Facts still matter. Flat out shilling for the communist Chinese, the CCP. He speaks there of a wall of dishonesty. It went right across the board with respect to the corporate media. They were all in on it. And only now, except for those speaking for the Joe Obama administration, Fauci, for example, saying that, well, you know, we don't, we still don't really know. I played you that clip yesterday from Jake Sullivan. It's not conclusive. Even though the Wall Street Journal says this and the FBI says this, uh, still, how can, we, how can we know for sure? This is from the New York Post. A defiant Tony Fauci poo-pooed the U.S. Energy Department's conclusion that COVID-19 likely leaked from a Chinese lab, urging people to keep an open mind and saying we may never know the origin of the disease. He didn't say keep an open mind in 2020. That's when he was flat out saying, of course it came from a bat. Of course it came from animals. I've studied the virus. I've studied the disease. I know where it came from. It certainly didn't come from the, the lab. Listen, we talked to the wet market. Told them they need to shut it down and clean the place up because they're spreading COVID. Fauci, 82, the former White House chief medical advisor, noted that intelligence agencies aren't aligned on the lab leak theory and have not arrived at a definitive answer. So we can continue to move forward 
in the murkiness of gray areas and just go with what Fauci says on any given day. As much as it changes, it's ever-changing. The retired director of NIA, NIA and infectious diseases continued, I don't see any data for a lab leak. That doesn't mean it couldn't have happened. Well, so here we go into the Comey logic. Well, it, it, maybe it didn't happen, but it could have, or it could have happened, but maybe it didn't. Speaking their truth. Listen again to Tucker from last night, clip 12. In other words, and we can give you a thousand other examples, America's, not China's, America's entire leadership class, from the government to the intel agencies to elected officials to, of course, the media in unison, spent years trying to hide Chinese culpability for the greatest crime in human history. They cooked up fake papers and bogus data. They attacked anyone who asked obvious questions, even people who were in Wuhan at the time who knew. And you have to ask, why did they do this? Could it be that they were implicated in this too? They were implicated in creating the worst pandemic in modern history? We're not sure, but it's an amazing story. Tucker also noted that one of Fauci's agencies, I forget uh, the name of the agency, but they received $400 million from Moderna, one of the companies that makes uh, one of the vaccines for the COVID. It's, it's like the actor. We played the clips for you yesterday. I mean, if, you, if, if it's your body on the line, why would you put your faith, your trust in big government and big pharma? They're not, they're not concerned about you. They tell you to shut up and just listen to what we say. Will worship. That's what they promote. And then the big pharma companies. It's not just Pfizer that's raking it in. They're lining the pockets of Fauci and company. All of these agencies in bed with one another. And, and meanwhile, people are hurting. People are dying. Just like in, in Palestine. You see it all over the country. You see it all over the world. The Western world in particular. More and more people dying suddenly. And, and that's just the ones that die. What about the ones that just get injured? This is the end of February. We're keeping track month in, month out. And I've got to report this to you because, well, this is normal now, right? So it's normal. It's just normal that we hear about, let's see, 31 years old, former University of Georgia women's tennis player, Lily Kimball's her name, died suddenly. Died suddenly on February 5th. Had a heart attack. Bill's co-owner, Kim Pegula, 53 years old, heart attack. David Hollis, Disney executive. These are prominent people, athletes, famous people, wealthy people. What about just ordinary people living in the heartland? How many of them are dying suddenly? 12-year-old soccer player from Thailand. I think I told you about that one a while back. Stanley Wilson Jr., former NFL player, died on February 1st, collapsed suddenly. Afoye Boyle, 22 years, 22 years old, from Northern Ireland. Jansen uh, Panettieri, 28 years old, enlarged heart, died on February 19th. Anthony uh, Shifor, youngest, one of the youngest Canadian doctors to die suddenly, 25 years of age. And it goes on. Athletes, Ryan Keeler, 20 years old, UNLV American football player. Uh, Felipe Sampaio from Brazil, 28 years old, football player. 
Kareem Valls, Jackson State University American football player, went to a medical center Tuesday night. This is, a, this is in mid-February. Suffering from stomach pains, suffered a cardiac arrest the next morning. And it goes on. What, there's like 23 of these cases pulled together just this morning from our researchers. It's hap- it happens all the time, right? Listen to this montage that Sam put together, clip seven. Student athlete who is fighting for his life tonight. He's a senior. His name is Cartier Woods, and he collapsed on the basketball court during a game. Dave Hollis, an author, influencer, and former entertainment executive, has died. Hollis was reportedly in the hospital recently because of heart problems, though a cause of death has not been confirmed. One of the teenage survivors of the Thai cave rescue has died in Britain. He was found unconscious in his dorm room. The cause of the 17-year-old's death is unclear. Former NFL player Stanley Wilson Jr. died earlier this month after collapsing at a mental hospital. A 12-year-old football player, Elijah Brown Garcia, collapsing during a practice at a field on Friday. His mom says he wasn't tackled and he wasn't hit either. They're still waiting for a report from the medical examiner to find out how this 12-year-old died. Former Mets minor league pitcher Matt Pobreco has passed away. He was 31 years old. Hayden Panettiere's brother Jansen has died. He was 28 years old. The medical examiner reported Jansen's sudden passing was due to cardiomegaly, enlarged heart, coupled with aortic valve complications. But listen, don't criticize China. Don't criticize the Wuhan lab. Don't criticize Pfizer. Don't criticize Fauci. Just keep on. Keep on with assuming that this is now normal. I saw, I saw one of the experts recently say that this is now happening, these sudden deaths, because of COVID, blaming it on COVID, not the vaccine, not the drugs that we're injecting into our bodies, drugs that were never tested, not properly anyway, drugs that have been proven to cause heart issues, myocarditis, pericarditis, all those blood clotting, everything. I mean, we now know this, but don't dare say it causes heart attacks. Now, come on, that's that's a conspiracy theorist view. More lies that are just being exposed. No wonder, as I say, no wonder they want to control things like footage and uh, reports, secret reports, making sure it never sees the light of day. This uh, Fox News Dominion lawsuit. It's interesting just hearing Rupert Murdoch basically come out, I think, with a veiled threat for any of his hosts that are going to go there. You know, all of the, I think it was the Babylon Bee that had a headline yesterday or the day before. All of these conspiracy theories proven to be true, except for the election steal. Now that, we, we definitely know. We definitely know. And, and think, about, think about this, too, for... For Dominion to come after Fox News, think about all the people who lined up after 2016. I told you about a montage of all these actors, these celebrities that said, yeah, Russia stole the election for Trump. And, and no lawsuits, nothing. Election deniers all around, including in D.C., in the swamp. Prominent politicians who said that Donald Trump stole it. He couldn't have won without old Vladimir's help. No loss. Can you remember any lawsuits? 
Can you, can you remember someone? I mean, Hillary Clinton says it to this day. They're not penalized. They're not punished. They can say whatever they want. But in 2020, it's different. Now, I mean, you've got these Fox News hosts. They're, they're deposed. They've got to say what happened here. Show their text messages. Rupert Murdoch comes out and says, look, we're blotting out Trump now as we go on to 2024. Send the reporter down to Florida. Let's get some DeSantis love. Who are you going to vote for? Trump! Trump, 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 Trump. We're getting a lot of Trump love here. This is from uh, Just the News. In a 2018 email, Fox News obtained from Dominion Director of Product Strategy and Security, Eric Coomer, he acknowledged the company's technology was marred by a, quote, critical bug leading to incorrect results. This is from Dominion themselves. This is Dominion telling, telling themselves internally, yeah, we've got some problems with the machines. So if Sydney, if Sydney Powell comes along and says that in the, the, the winter of 2020, 2021, she's crazy, she's to be censored, she's to be blotted out. But internally, they were saying that at Dominion. How revealing these internal documents that are exposed through the, through the discovery process during litigation. Coomer says, it does not get much worse than that. That's, I mean, that's an insider for Dominion. Who knows how the lawsuit's going to play out and whether or not they'll punish or, or a judge and jury will be able to punish Fox News for, for commentary, of all things. But you look at the internal documents. Coomer lamented in 2019. He said, our products uh, stink. I'll clean it up a little bit there. Adding that almost all of Dominion's technological failings were due to our complete messing up the installation. We, we messed it up, basically. 2019 email, Coomer says, we don't address our weaknesses effectively. Less than a week before the 2020 presidential election, Coomer conceded in an email that our software is just riddled with bugs. Less than a week before the 2020 election? Is this true? You hearing? Are you hearing anything about this? Okay, just the news, but is the New York Times writing about this? What about the Washington Post? From Mediate, this is regarding a Fox News commentator, Howard Kurtz. He, he's supposed to examine the media, what they cover, what they don't cover. Speaking at the midway point of his weekly media roundup, Media Buzz on Sunday, Howard Kurtz said that the company, that would be Fox News, Rupert Murdoch, the company has forbidden him from covering the case. He added that he's not on board with that decision. So he can't even talk about the Dominion Fox News case. They, I mean, they, they, there's a gag order coming, up, coming down from Rupert Murdoch, from Murdoch on high. Don't talk about the Dominion case. Just, just listen. We, if we know how to keep things silent. We know how to give Donald Trump's visit to Palestine the silent treatment. So let's just listen. With this, let's do it this way. Don't talk about it. Don't discuss it. And so they don't. If they're going to get their multi-million dollar salaries, most of them, well, they've got to toe the line. And most of them, most of them do. It'll be interesting even going forward with uh, as strong as some of Tucker's monologues have been. 
to just see what, a, what he's able to say, and I'm sure we'll hear about some things he's not able to discuss as well. When we come back, we'll not only conclude with our Bible study segment, but today is Tuesday. We've got our News of the Work segment coming up just after the break. You're listening to Stephen Flurry, and this is the Trumpet Daily. If you'd like to email the show, you can send us a comment, td at thetrumpet.com. We'll be right back. The Trumpet Daily. What has happened to the United States of America? The wealthiest, most powerful nation in human history is suddenly divided, weakened, radical. The evil in America has grown powerful. The good has grown weak. The honorable parts of American history are succumbing to a direct, targeted, sustained assault. Someone, something is dismantling America's history, purpose, and character. Fundamentally transforming the United States of America. Political dysfunction, social strife, economic peril, catastrophic moral failure, fires, attacks, riots, lies. The nation is being attacked from within by its own leaders. Powerful elites in government, journalism, academia, and beyond are intentionally, rapidly destroying what America is in order to make it into something else. There is a reason why your nation is crumbling before your eyes. There is a spirit and a specific perpetrator that is attempting to blot out America. Only America Under Attack reveals that perpetrator and the motive and spirit behind him. This newly expanded book shows you the reason why America has changed so dramatically, so suddenly. If you're confused and concerned about what is happening to America, request your free copy of America Under Attack by Gerald Flurry at thetrumpet.com. The Trumpet Daily. The Armstrong International Cultural Foundation, or AICF, is a nonprofit humanitarian organization sponsored by the Philadelphia Church of God. The AICF continues Herbert W. Armstrong's efforts to promote human achievement by sponsoring a performing arts series at Armstrong Auditorium and biblical archaeology efforts in Jerusalem. The foundation, founded in 1996, was first named the Philadelphia Foundation. Its first project was sending volunteers to Jordan to work with physically and mentally handicapped children. This initiative was started by Mr. Armstrong's own cultural foundation, which was abandoned after his death. In 2006, Pastor General Gerald Flurry renamed the foundation the Armstrong International Cultural Foundation. That same year, the church sent three Herbert W. Armstrong College student workers to Jerusalem. The students assisted Dr. Elat Mazar with the second phase of her City of David archaeological excavations. Herbert W. Armstrong also sent student workers to assist Mazar's grandfather, Dr. Benjamin Mazar, with archaeological digs in Jerusalem beginning in 1968. Between 2007 and 2018, the Foundation sent 52 Herbert W. Armstrong College students and PCG staff members to Jerusalem. They helped with six excavation seasons in the City of David and Ophel. In July 2022, 
10 more PCG staff members and AC students worked with Professor Uzi Liebner to excavate another area of the Ophel. More digs are planned in the coming months. The AICF concert series began in 1998. The concert series follows in the footsteps of the world-renowned concert series at Ambassador Auditorium, started by Mr. Armstrong. Today, the Performing Arts series is centered in award-winning Armstrong Auditorium, one of America's finest performing arts venues. Since the concert series began, the Foundation has presented more than 150 concerts featuring performers from across the globe. Armstrong Auditorium features some of the most talented artists in the world through the concert series. The auditorium, built from the highest quality materials and structured for peak acoustic perfection, is an experience all its own. To learn more about the history of the Armstrong International Cultural Foundation, the archaeological digs, and the concert series, please visit armstrong.foundation. The Trumpet Daily. News of the Works segment there, uh, a great, uh, on the AICF, a great lead-in to tonight. We've got a, actually, we have a concert performance tonight, the National Philharmonic of Ukraine, which, uh, as I understand it, is fully funded by U.S. taxpayers. Just kidding. <laughs> kidding, of course. I'm sure it'll be a great concert, as I understand it. Actually, it's uh, going to be a pretty packed house uh, this evening. But uh, again, go to our website if uh, you're in the central Oklahoma area, and hopefully you can uh, enjoy. There's nothing quite like a Philharmonic or a concert uh, series or, you know, a, when the stage is full of 50-some performers, the sound in God's house is just spectacular. So if you have an opportunity to uh, to hear a concert such as the one this evening, I'm sure you'll be quite happy with uh, the experience. So I've been speaking, or at least I did on Friday. I didn't get into it as much yesterday. But the importance of controlling uh, self, self-control. I mentioned Ben Franklin and his take on temperance and self-control. He said, temperance first, as it tends to procure that coolness and clearness of head, which is so necessary where constant vigilance was to be kept up and a guard maintained against the unremitting attraction of ancient habits and the force of perpetual temptations. He said that, above all, you know, I want to be an individual who can control the self, someone who has temperance. Notice Matthew 18. I'll take you through quite a few verses here in the first part of Matthew 18. These first five verses in particular, just to give us some context for what Jesus is teaching here. Verse 1 says, At the same time came the disciples unto Jesus, saying, Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And Jesus called a little child unto them, and, uh, and set him in the midst of them, and said, Verily I say unto you, except you be converted and become as little children, you shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. It says, Whosoever therefore shall humble himself as this little child, the same is greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And whoso shall, whoso shall receive one such little child in my name receives me. So as I say, this gives you some important context to what Christ is talking about here in these next few verses. Verse 6 in Moffat says, But whoever is a hindrance to one of these little ones who believes in me, better for him to have a great millstone hung around his neck and be sunk in the deep See, 
It's, uh, I mean, it's important to get rid of a hindrance, someone that's, that's holding others back, someone that is hurting these little children, these little children of God's. Verse 7, and Moffat says, woe to the world for hindrances. It says hindrances have to come, but woe to the man by whom the hindrance does come. So there's going to be some hindrances from time to time. But what happens when you come upon that hindrance? Well, you have to remove it. You have to get rid of it. Verse 8, this is in Moffat. It says, if your hand or your foot is a hindrance to you, cut it off and throw it away. So what about a personal hindrance, something that's holding you back individually? If a hand or a foot is a hindrance, cut it off, throw it away. It says better be maimed or crippled and get into life than keep both feet or hands and be thrown into the everlasting fire. It says if your eye is a hindrance to you, tear it out and throw it away. Better get into life with one eye then keep your two eyes and be thrown into the fire of Gehenna. So notice what Christ is teaching here with respect to just how serious it is to remove obstacles, to remove hindrances, to to just get control of your body, of your mind and your spirit. We're bought with a price after all. And so the Bible says, in serving God and living righteous lives, we ought to run from or flee from sin. Flee fornication, said Paul. Flee from idolatry. Flee like Joseph with Potiphar's wife. Just run away from the temptation. Don't just hang around that hindrance. Don't just trust your your carnal nature that everything will work out, even if we sort of walk on the edge of the cliff. God says, stay away from it. Stay away from that dangerous edge of the cliff and be safe in Christ. 1 Timothy 6, sorry, 1 Timothy 4, 1 Timothy 4 and verse 6 says, If you put the brethren in remembrance of these things, you shall be a good minister of Jesus Christ, nourished up in the words of faith and good doctrine, whereunto you have attained. He says, but refuse, verse 7, refuse profane Uh, and old wives' fables, and exercise yourself rather unto uh, godliness. Exercise, you know, work out. Put in the the spiritual workouts. We went through that section in 1 Corinthians 9 last week. Paul liked to use his sports analogies. We're in an endurance race. We're in a boxing match. We've got to hit our target. We've got to exercise. Verse verse 8 says, For bodily exercise profits little, But godliness is profitable, or for a little while, the meaning is. uh, Exercise, physical exercise, it profits for a time. You've got to keep doing it, of course, to maintain that. But it says godliness, or spiritual workouts, is profitable unto all things, having promise of the life that now is, and of that which is to come. Paul here is showing how that spiritual training is is, uh, so much more important and even more valuable than physical training, but they both have their benefit. We've got to exercise. Uh, Hebrews, what is it? Hebrews 5 that talks about, you know, exercising the senses and putting in those spiritual workouts, doing hard things, as 2 Timothy 2 says. That's the life of a soldier, to endure hardness. Ben Franklin, he likened our struggle to control self 
as a man who, after buying an axe from a smith, desired to have the whole of its surface uh, as bright as the, the edge. Franklin wrote this, the smith consented to grind it bright from him if he would turn the wheel. So the, the, the axe owner had to, had to participate in the labor, in other words. He turned while the smith pressed uh, the broad face of the axe hard and heavily on the stone, which made the turning of it very fatiguing. The man came every now and then from the wheel to see how the work went, and at length would take his axe as it was without further grinding. No, said the smith, turn, turn on, keep turning, and we shall have it bright by and by. As yet, it's only speckled. And the axe owner said, yes, uh, but I think a speckled axe is best. <laughs> After seeing how much work it took, how much training it took, how much hardness was involved in creating this perfect axe, he finally concluded, well, I'll just take it as imperfect as it is. Fine. I'm tired of turning this wheel. It's easy to get that way with respect to building righteous habits in our lives. Franklin said, one man of tolerable abilities may work great things and accomplish great affairs among mankind if he first forms a good plan and cutting off all amusements or employments, in other words, hindrances, uh, that would divert his attention, makes the execution of that same plan his sole study and business. I mean, he's just really singular in his focus. Read through the end of Matthew 6, where it says, Jesus said, you can't serve God and mammon. I mean, it's got to be one or the other. God says about the Laodiceans in Revelation 3, I mean, I wish you were hot or cold. Instead, you're lukewarm. You're just right in the middle. You're complacent. You don't have a strong feeling for anything. You're not wholehearted. God wants us to pour our hearts into this effort to really be wholehearted in our service to him. Proverbs 16 and verse 32, it says, He that is slow to anger is better than the mighty, and he that rules his spirit than he that takes a city. I mean, if you can rule your own spirit, you're like a mighty warrior, says the proverb. Another one, this is Proverbs 25, verse 28. <laughs> this one's fairly well known. It says, He that has no rule over his own spirit is like a city that is broken down and without walls. You're, you're defenseless, basically. You have no, you have no protection if you, if you can't rule your own spirit. Moffat says, a man with no control over himself is like a town with broken walls. Notice 2 Peter 1, 2 Peter 1 and verse 4. It says, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these you might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. See, we've got to escape away from these lustful influences. Satan as the prince of the power of the air. He's just bombarding us with his ideas, his attitudes, his thoughts. He's responsible for so much of what we're seeing in our crazy, upside-down, and, and dangerous, and violent, and evil world. Man's heart on evil continually, just like it said about those before the flood in Noah's day. Genesis chapter 6. Verse 5, it says, And beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, and to virtue knowledge, and to knowledge temperance, 
and to temperance, patience, and to patience, uh, godliness, it says there. Temperance, you see, self-control, discipline, it's important. It's important. Obviously, we submit to God the Father's will, ultimately. That's what Jesus did there at, at, at Gethsemane when he was praying the night before his crucifixion. Nevertheless, not my will, but, but your will be done. Read Philippians 2 and verse 13. Submitting to God's will. But we have a, a role to play. God made us free moral agents. We choose. We decide. We make decisions every day as to what we're going to do in service to God. Temperance, it says there in verse 6. Verse 7, and to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, charity or love. It says, for if these things be in you and abound, they make you that you shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. You know, if you're, if you're doing these things, if you're active in serving God and living God's way of life, you're going to be fruitful. You're going to be bringing forth productive fruit. It says, but he that lacks these things is blind and cannot see afar off and has forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. I mean, you've forgotten the whole purpose for being in God's church, to come out of this world and to fill up on God's righteousness. Verse 10 in Moffat says, so be the more eager, brother, to ratify your calling and election, for as you exercise these qualities, you will never make a slip. You will thus be richly furnished with the right of entry into the eternal realm of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Peter says you've got to exercise these principles. You've got to exercise these godly characteristics. And if you do, well, you're going to see some pretty impressive fruit that springs from that Christian life, that life in Christ. You're listening to Stephen Fleury, and this is the Trumpet Daily if you'd like to email the show, you can reach us at td at thetrumpet.com. We thank you for joining us on today's show, and we'll see you tomorrow.